Messier's going to try and get one more shot off from that corner at the buzzer. Oh, he puts it in! Mark Messier, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Welcome back to TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. On this show, I talk about all sports debates, current events, topics, local sports. I'll talk about West Virginia football and basketball. I'll talk about the NBA. I'll talk about the NFL, UFC, boxing, all different types of sports. But today is going to be a different type of episode as I'm going to talk about you know the top five players in the NBA, the top teams in the NBA, who do I think has a chance to win, who do I think has a puncher's chance in the playoffs to make a surprise. In the NBA, you don't really see a lot of, you know, a lot of surprise teams like college basketball. March Madness is a different type of story. You have like one game, you know, you can prove it to where you're a better team than somebody else. But in NBA, you got, it's a seven game series overall. You have to win four games and most likely all the time we don't see, you know, the surprising team win the NBA playoffs. Today I'm going to mention my top five players. My top five players in the NBA are LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Davis. Now, why do I have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard at the top three? Well, LeBron James has won three NBA titles. He's a 16-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 6-time All-Defensive Player. He's a Rookie of the Year. He has three Finals MVPs. And overall, in his career... This guy's one of the best players we've ever seen since Michael Jordan. He going back through history, we've seen, you know, Dr. J who played in the 70s and like the early 80s. We see Magic Johnson and Larry Bird really change the game evolution. You know, it the game kind of, you know, evolved around them and it just made it more special when we saw them, but he's in my opinion still better than those guys were. Michael Jordan entered 1985. He, you know, he played a lot of games through that time, but he wasn't dominant till about 91, 90-91, where he just you know became the evolution of the game. We've never seen a guy like Michael Jordan play, and he just changed the game forever, winning six titles, you know, being the best player we've ever seen, just overall having a huge impact on the game. And then going into the early 2000s, where Michael Jordan really kind of ended his career, Kobe Bryant came along winning three titles, and being that Mamba mentality, having, you know, Michael Jordan's mentality to win and, you know, not be friends with people on the court, but being that guy to win every single game and proving everybody wrong. And then coming in, 2003 was probably the best draft we've ever seen as it had LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwayne Wade in that draft. That draft changed the NBA forever as LeBron James came out like a physical force of nature he is. Coming out of high school... That's one of the hardest experiences for kids. You know, you don't know kids coming out of high school how good they're going to be. In 2003 and 2004, he did average 20 points per game. That's pretty good for a young rookie at his size, you know, being 6'8", having 230 pounds, I'd say, at the time that he was that he started his career, just showing the lethal force, force of dominance he could be. LeBron didn't really come out of high school with that killer mentality. What I mean by that is he wanted to be friends with people. He wanted to work out with people. He wanted people to like him, people to love him. He didn't He didn't know so much about winning. He didn't mature that way so early yet as he was dominant in high school, but he was dominant because he could beat everybody. He was just so much better than everybody. And coming into the NBA as a young age, he just had to learn and adapt over the course of years until he got to the finals against the San Antonio Spurs. But even in that finals, 
it was him by himself, and he there was no way he was going to win that. Going into 2010, he finally joined Miami Heat and Chris Bosh and D-Wade. And D-Wade kind of grew him up. As D-Wade won a championship in 06, he grew LeBron James up. He told LeBron, you know, you got to be the best player in the world. you got to prove to everybody why you're the best player in the world. And LeBron James, ever since then, has only missed one playoff, and that was last year as he got hurt with a groin injury. But before that groin injury, he could have possibly drugged the terrible Lakers team. As they were young, they were just too young for him, and there was a lot of rookies on that team. He had to teach him how to grow up a little bit. But going down with that groin injury, he didn't make the playoffs last year. Got a lot of rest, so we expected to see a lot back from him this year. He's really improved this year, just working hard. As he has 25.7 points per game, he is averaging 10.6 rebounds, no, assists assist this year. That's the most ever in his career. LeBron James can average a triple-double on any given night, or he could average one an entire season if he really wants to. But he's a team-oriented guy. You know, he wants to get his team involved. Having Anthony Davis there now, Anthony Davis, in my opinion, is top five, not top three in the world. A lot of people could make the argument that he is top three, but in my opinion, he's top five because it's really hard to put him over Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Even though, in my opinion, Kawhi Leonard had the easiest road to two championships as he did play on the San Antonio Spurs, who were mature. They had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili in that 2014 Finals. And the defense he played on LeBron was magnificent, but he wasn't the main guy. He wasn't the flow of that team. He was just the new piece that was there. So he got an easy run there. When he was in Toronto last year, Golden State lost Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant. Iggy was out. Draymond and Steph were kind of there. Draymond got hurt too. Steph was the only guy that was really there. So it was kind of an unfair advantage as the Raptors had a good team around him. And he just dominated, and he took home the finals MVP in six games and got that. So now he's a two-time finals MVP. He's a two-time champ. He's a great player, but in my opinion, he's just he hasn't proved to me that he's beat a fully healthy team. And what I mean by that is when he did play Miami, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh were going through injury through that finals, and they weren't playing their best ball. And talking about the second best player in the world is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, in my opinion... The reason he is the second best player in the world, even though he did join the Golden State Warriors and win two championships and two finals MVPs, you can't ignore this guy for how great he is. He is out with an Achilles tear right now. We don't know if he's going to come back the same player. And my estimation, he is going to come back the same player. He is a sniper. He's an elite defender. He's an elite shooter. He's just one of the best players we've ever seen. He's a Hall of Famer. Even if you took the championships away from him, he's still a Hall of Famer just to how great he is. Kevin Durant is just a different type of cat. He said when he talked, he talked to Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka asked him a question: If you were there when we played you guys in the finals, if you were playing, would you have beaten us? His exact answer was yes, because he is just that type of guy. He wants to be the best player in the world. He wants to be recognized as that. And now that he's out this season, we're not going to get to see him. Hopefully, next season when he's playing with Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving comes back from injury, he shows the world that, hey, I'm still the second best player in the world, or I am the best player in the world, so you got to watch out for me. I'm coming, and I hope you know he gives the NBA what they always want as a duo, as all the duos, and let's see what Kevin Durant can do next season. Jumping back to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard playing on the Clippers this year, you know, adding the addition of Paul George, joining a team that's very defensively very good that took uh, Golden State like six games 
So they're they're a pretty good team, but I, overall, I think that I don't know about this team. I don't think with Kawhi Leonard sitting out a lot this year, Paul George sitting out, the team chemistry is kind of iffy there. They're going to have to figure it out. I think you know they all have great players. They're a very good team, but overall, I just think that they need to play more games. In the last 20 games, I think they need to play more. They need to adapt more chemistry and get ready for these playoffs because if they versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers are going to have the best team. They're going to have the best team chemistry. They're going to know what to do. LeBron James, with that mastermind he is, he's going to figure out how to beat them. It's going to be one of the best series we've seen all time. The Lakers and the Clippers have never met in the NBA playoffs. As the Lakers sit at the top of the Western Conference at 49 and 13, nine and one in the last 10. The Clippers are six and four in the last 10, and they are 43 and 20 in the second place. Most likely, if we saw that matchup, that would be in the Western Conference Finals, and that would be magnificent to see. In the fourth spot, I picked Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why I picked Giannis Antetokounmpo? Why is he in the fourth spot? Yes, he's won an MVP. Yes, he's one of the best players we've ever seen. If he if the season ended right now and he won MVP, he'd have the highest PER. PER is points, assists, rebounds. It's like an entire stat together. He would have one of the highest efficiencies of PER we've ever seen, even better than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Seeing that, you know, he's an amazing player. He's dominant at his age, growing up really quickly in Milwaukee, not really having another superstar around him. Even though Chris Middleton is an all-star, he's not a superstar and dragging this, you know, dragging this Milwaukee team, getting them together. They have a 53 and 12 record, six and four in the last ten. He's been out with a knee injury at the moment, but he will be back, and he's going to be dominating through the Eastern Conference. And he most likely, in my opinion, will end up in the finals. It will be versus the Lakers or the Clippers, but I don't know if he'll have enough talent to get him over the hump. I do think he has a chance. Winning the MVP this year, he could win the Defensive Player of the Year since he's been playing magnificent defense and he's been playing out of his mind. But I don't know if he's going to have enough to get over the Lakers as they have AD and LeBron James or the Clippers as they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So it's going to be tough for them to really get over the hump. And the final player I have is Anthony Davis. Why do I have Anthony Davis there? Anthony Davis has only played in two playoffs in his entire career. Yeah, he's one of the most dominant forces we've ever seen. And the reason I say he's gonna he's the fifth best player in the world right now is because he's never he's never he's won a defensive player of the year, I think, but he's never won an MVP. He's never been on a good team. He's never been you know, only been in the playoffs twice and only winning one series. I think we just need to see more from A D. I think if we see more from A D, we see what he can really do. I think it's going to change his career. If he wins a, if he wins the championship this year, it's going to be a really big deal for him. His career is going to take a big turn, and a lot of people are going to recognize this guy as one of the best players we've ever seen. He could be the best power forward we've ever seen if he does end up a champion, if he continues his high success in his career, can stay out of injury, and we'll see what's going to happen to Anthony Davis. Now I want to talk about the teams this year who have a puncher's chance in both conferences. My sleeper team in the Eastern Conference is the Miami Heat. You know, having adding the addition to Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, Bam Abayo, having that team is going to be really hard for Milwaukee to play because their shooters, their guys who can snipe from three-point range, are going to be hard to defend. They're going to be very aggressive. They're going to come at with Milwaukee with all they got. I think Milwaukee will 
end up winning the series just because they have Giannis and they just have a better team overall. But I do think they have the puncher's chance in the Eastern Conference. You could say the Boston Celtics, but I think Boston is too small for Milwaukee. I don't think they really have the big guys to really go against Milwaukee. Milwaukee has Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez, Giannis as being as tall as he is, Chris Middleton being 6'8", 6'9". So it's going to be really hard to guard those guys. But the Boston Celtics, you know, with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, you know, this young core could really do something special, and I'm hoping to see a very competitive playoff from them. In the Western Conference, I have a few teams that could be a sleepers. My first team at the beginning of the season was the Houston Rockets because they have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They've been in a slump recently, losing four games straight. I think they can jump back to it. They can become a better team. They are running small ball. I'd really go against that because who's going to guard the paint? Who's going to guard guys like Paul George, Kawhi, AD, LeBron, uh, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and Dallas, or Luka Donick? You know, the guys who are pretty who are pretty tall and have a big impact on the game, who is going to guard those guys? So if they can outscore them, if they can play really well and get back to the way they were playing a few weeks ago, they're going to be a pretty good team. My biggest surprise this year was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 40-24, and 8-2 in the last 10. I think overall they're just a great team. They've really come together. Sam Presti, you could say, actually the GM, is one of the best we've ever seen. Even though he could also be considered one of the, you know, one of the most tragic things we've ever seen. The reason I say tragic is he had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden and Serge Ibaka on the same team, and now they're not on that team anymore. As they went to the 2012 NBA Finals, and they were all young guys, and they just couldn't beat, you know, the experienced Miami Heat. They could have went on to win championships. They wouldn't pay James Harden, so James Harden ended up getting traded to Houston. Kevin Durant leaves the coming years going to Golden State. Serge Ibaka leaves and goes to another team at the time. And now Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Houston Rockets. And Houston has been, as he's joining his former teammate, James Harden, it's going to be really special to see if they can get their uh, act together and finally come back. And let's see what they can do this season. The Dallas Mavericks could be a sleeper. It could be very hard for the LA Clippers to play them. Kristaps Porzingis has finally returned fully from injury as you can actually see him start producing again he's performing he has 28 points per game in the last two months he's been a pretty dominant force I just I'd love to see what's going on throughout the game overall this will be a very exciting playoff in the NBA my finals prediction in the NBA will be the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks Thank you for tuning in to TCAM Sports Podcast. The scheduling for this podcast will be every Wednesday and Friday at 5 p.m.